Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. Daniel Chang Contreras, commentator Young Voices. We're going to talk about the conflict in Ukraine and how it seems as if media in America is amplifying the voice of Vladimir Putin. And where does this all come from and where is it going? Daniel, thank you for being on the program, how are you? Well, thank you very much for having me, I'm doing great and it's an honor to talk with you guys. Absolutely, honor is mine, sir. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about media in America and them promoting Vladimir Putin. So if you would give us your sentiment and I will then opine. Well, I think that the situation with media talking about some specific talking and repeating some specific talking points from from the Kremlin is just part of, I would say, the business model on media in general. And it's just, it's not only in Russia and Ukraine, it goes far beyond. It just simply, the, the, the views that gain the titles, the headlines that gain more views, of course, are the controversial opinions. And that goes in Russia and that goes in practically every single issue that you have in America and in world politics. And that's why you have media amplifying the views of a really small part of the Republican Party or conservative movement. And they're trying to just amplify it because it gets people riled up and gets people you know, just subscribing and watching videos and paying a subscription and reading articles. So it's just the business model that has caused these kind of situations. So to adopt what you're saying into a more fuller conversation, you're saying that people like Tucker Carlson, they are only taking political positions and social positions because that gets them clicks and views. They don't necessarily believe any of this. They're simply doing it to increase their bottom line. Well, I think I think I think there's a difference between like. So I think I do think Tucker Carlson believes what he's saying. I honestly do believe I do do think that he believes it. I think he has. And he and Candace Owens and other another conservative um, pundits, they do believe it. But the media outlet in general, like the media atmosphere in general, replicate those because it, it, it's good for business, it's good for the interactions, and it's good for um, for for the model to keep going to go going on. I do believe Tucker Carlson believes it, and I do believe. Well, let me ask you this: since, since you believe that he believes it, tell me when did he change his mind? Because he was critical of Russian leadership just last year and he has been critical of Russian leadership for the duration of his journalistic career up until now. Candace Owens the same, Candace well, Owens has been, allow me to finish brother and I will sure. give you time to opine. Candace Owens has also been critical of the Kremlin in on record commentary and now she has obviously supported Russia. And even Donald Trump himself at one time was critical of Vladimir Putin. Now it seems as if he is now an apologist for Vladimir Putin and you see that reflected in other conservative members of Congress. And I wanna read a couple of stats to you because 74% of Americans recently polled by Pew Research believe that Russian President Vladimir Putin is wrong in this conflict as it relates to invasion of Ukraine. Pew Research also identified that 51% of Republicans and 50% of Democrats regard the invasion as a major threat to United States interests. Mm -hmm. So it seems as if when you quantify all of the data, these individuals that are pro-Putin are actually antithetical to the general sentiment of the average American voter. 
Um, yes, so first with the issue with Tucker Carlson specifically, I would say that if you see him, for example, you see his opinion of when a few months before on, on the issue of Ukraine, he has not necessarily been as critical with the Kremlin as, as you portray. I, I do think that Tucker Carlson maybe like five, 10 years ago was more critical, but like for the last two or three years, he has not actually. So he actually like in an interview in 2019, he actually says in one point, he said like, well, I'm actually kind of on, on Russia's side in some in some ways. And I do believe that this happens because there is, um, I'm, a, I'm a conservative myself, so I, I can right. talk and I am I'm a conservative by the way. So I, I know a little bit of the, you know, the uh, media ecosystem and, and the way we conservatives think. There is this perception that Everything that the, the mistrust of the mainstream media and mainstream and legacy media outlets is so big that everything that they support, it creates like a reaction on on some conservatives to oppose it immediately. Right. But so wait, wait a minute. Let, so, so let's talk about that because yeah. my show, Indisputable, we're not considered a mainstream show. We do mainstream numbers, but we're not considered a mainstream show. Yeah. Because we're willing to tell the truth and we don't give a damn who gets offended by it, all right? That means that we cannot and will not ever subscribe to corporate interests, to political ideology or personality. None of that would influence my commentary nor my context. So that makes me well outside of the mainstream. But let me bring something to your attention because I do find it ironic and much of what you're saying is true about the business model of media, right? But don't you find it ironic that many of these individuals are proclaiming to be super patriots. I mean, they are literally holding a, an identity brand saying that they are American first or America first and democracy first, while at the same time presenting a point of view that's adversarial to an American first point of view. Let's be clear about Russia. Russia did interfere with American democracy. Russia did provide weapons and engage in some low level combat against American soldiers during our engagement with Vietnam. Russia has been an agitator against the United States of America. Now all of a sudden, Russia is an ally to some of these individuals who proclaimed an American first agenda. I'll go further than that, than that and I'll, I'll add to the criticism in some regards that a lot of people in, in the conservative, uh, and, and again, this is this is not the majority, and I understand that it's easy to see them as the majority, but not really. I mean, the majority of, of conservative voters do not like Vladimir Putin, and as you said, the majority of Republicans and Democrats. Right, but remember, like, the numbers, but it was, the go, massively, wait a minute, but the number is massively different when you look at the Republican Party. So Republicans are now split when it comes to the discussion of Russia and Ukraine, while where Democrats and independents are basically at 70 to 80% saying mm, that's a bad move by Russia and we do not support Russia. You don't have that same sentiment in the Republican Party. And I have to submit to you that part of this reasoning of Republicans is attributed to what Donald Trump told them to believe about Putin. I will go and say that's most just, again, it's just this contrarian brand and sentiment in the Republican Party. It's really a lot of a lot of people talk and they just want to say no to the whatever the Democratic Party or of course you're not mainstream media, but the mainstream media has of course been critical of Vladimir Putin. So are you saying that people like Candace Owens are just being contrarian? Or well, do they, they, they actually believe they what they're saying? They, they do that, they do both actually. So that's okay. that's what, what I'm gonna say, that they do both. So they believe it, but the, the entire belief system, sometimes it really does look like whatever CNN says, I'll go the opposite. That, that that's actually looks like a really consistent path 
to understand why they think like that. And I'll go- But if they think with, like with, that, with, brother, with if I they wanna, think, I say, but, but think about this, if they think like that, if they're saying we're just gonna say the opposite of what CNN says or mainstream media, that means yeah. you're not looking at truth objectively. You're only looking at um, a reaction or reactionary point of view rather than looking at what point of view is actually right. Uh, listen, man, a broke clock is right twice a day. Okay, just because somebody that you don't necessarily like is saying something doesn't mean that you automatically are adversarial to that message. You look at truth for what it is. Truth stands for itself. Why take a why take a point of view that's adversarial to truth? Again, and here's the thing: I would probably agree with you in the sense that that is not the best approach to debate policy and debate specifically the situation in Ukraine and Russia. But I was going to go in this and say that I add to the criticism: say if you're a patriot, you're not only patriots of the United States, you support patriot causes around the world and and support you know pride of country, which I do by the way. Um, I do support pride of country, and you see the Ukrainian people are showcasing the biggest pride of country you can showcase in, in history. Actually, you're being uh, the country is being invaded by a foreign power trying to conquer the country, and they are fighting back, and Zelensky is fighting back, and that is actually the most patriot thing you can do in that specific context. And somehow, uh, some people say, well, you don't know, no, he's a globalist, which is completely nonsense. You, globalists don't stay in Kiev while Russian bombs are flying all around. Mr. Contreras, let me ask you this: We're running out of time. Time, the next show is coming up. You are a conservative. Yeah. I want to ask you personally: Does it bother you that your party seems schizophrenic? That the conservative movement seems schizophrenic as it relates to the idea that sovereign democracies, independent democracies, should not be invaded. When it comes to the idea of Vladimir Putin and if he gives a damn about American interests, if he's an enemy or a friend, does it bother you to see? the sudden change in ideology as it relates to the Kremlin. It, it does bother me and it bothers me because the reason for it and this, the, the center for it, I'm not gonna personalize Donald Trump or not. I'm critical of Donald Trump, but I'm not gonna personalize it on him specifically. I'm gonna say the sentiment is that they consider, and this also goes with Democrats in many, in many issues, the domestic adversaries are far more dangerous than foreign actual hostile nations like Russia or China. And that is what is actually concerning me because we're entering a decade that will be very dangerous for the United States and for the world in general. Let me tell you why I disagree. United against not only Russia, but also China eventually. Let me, let me tell you why I disagree with that on, on at least some level. I do believe domestic terrorism is a problem. You would agree that what happened at the Capitol was domestic terrorism, January 6th. I would say that the January 6th was, of course, an appalling, an appalling situation, an appalling attack on democracy, of course, an appalling attack on the capital. I don't necessarily want to say domestic terrorism itself, because again, it's some legal implications with that. I'm not a lawyer, um, and of course, I condemn January 6th. But again, I'm going to go with further with this. A lot of Democrats tend to, of course, cast every every single uh, Trump voter as a All right, well, well, listen, and some that's Democrats, another debate. That's another some debate. Democrats may do that. I don't. The people that attacked the Capitol, that decided to attack officers, that decided to commit to criminal trespass, destruction of property, um, trying to gain access into secure locations, they were criminals. And they were trying to stop a politically mandated process, uh, a constitutionally mandated process known as certifying the presidential election. Uh, that is textbook definition of terrorism. The, the dynamic that I want to bring to your attention is this. While domestic issues are dangerous as well, when we start talking about let's give let's give a pass to Vladimir Putin because this is what Tucker said in his commentary. Let's give a pass to Vladimir Putin because Putin never called me a racist. Does that make sense to you? 
Uh, of course, it doesn't make sense. Okay. I mean, that, that, right. that's, a, that's a whole thing that really doesn't make sense. It's just that again, it's first, it's not entire, the entire conservative party is not entire. In fact, the vast majority of the Republican party has voted for sanctions and whatnot um, and support military um, assistance, although no, no crisis. Right, but but once again, so right. Just making, again, making that clear, yeah, because we really, we really do need to make that clear because I understand the, the the desire and the need to showcase these kind of things. Yeah. But but people will start saying, oh, we did Daniel, Republicans. Daniel, listen to me, brother. You're right. The majority of Republicans are still saying democracy matters. We need to provide aid in this international conflict. But it's changing. The mindset is changing. And we've seen this happen with other dynamics in the Republican Party. You keep if Trump keeps messaging it, if Tucker Carlson keeps saying it. Candace Owens keeps saying it, guess what ends up happening one year later? You all in the conservative party, the majority of you think completely different one year later than you thought one year before. We have seen this happen before, brother. Listen, I encourage you to continue to tell the truth as you are telling the truth. I appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always great to have debates with people who don't think like me. <laughs> I like you, I like you just fine and I appreciate you coming on the program.